I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and with me is Andrew Shikiar, who is the Executive Director at the FIDO Alliance. Andrew, I'm going to start right with the basics. What is the FIDO Alliance? So FIDO Alliance is a consortium of over 250 organizations uh, working together uh, to build open standards for simpler, stronger user authentication. Uh, in essence, we're, we're trying to address the data breach problem, uh, which continues to plague all industries, particularly banking. And the, the root of most data breaches are passwords and authentication. Uh, so simply put, we're trying to you know, move the, the world and the, you know, all the markets um, away from being dependent on passwords as a means user authentication and favor something that's stronger yet easy enough to use uh, that will enable you know, widespread adoption of these technologies. Yeah, I get the basic problem, of course, is that I have to keep my password simple or I'm going to forget it. But if I keep it simple, it's also going to be insecure. So what kind of trends are you seeing on authentication in the banking industry? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the problem is that. So let's talk about the problems of passwords for a second. Um, so yes, there's a usability problem. Um, they're either too easy to remember, in which case they're not secure, uh, or they're too complex, or you need to try entering them into a small device, or you know, God forbid, a, a smart TV, or something like that. So there's, there's a lot of issues with, with passwords there. But the fundamental problem with passwords, actually, is important to note, uh, which is that they sit on a server. Anything that sits on a server can and will eventually be stolen. So whether it's a simple password like password or a very complex you know, passphrase with all sorts of different types of characters, they both are equally insecure, frankly. So what we fundamentally have to do is, is move away from being dependent on these server-side credentials, where the server holds the key for me authenticating, uh, to an approach which is a little more decentralized in nature and replaces passwords with public keys. So what FIDO is doing is something called asymmetric public key cryptography, which essentially creates, instead of having a password, a username password combination for authentication, it creates a unique key pair, if you will, between the user, the user's device and the server. And then when it comes time to log in, that key pair must match you know, precisely for authentication to happen. Now, the key difference here is that you know, if someone steals your password, you know, they could use that, you know, reuse that password in other accounts and, and, and you know, log into things. Um, but the public key, the key that sits on the server using public key cryptography actually has no value for a hacker. That's why it's called a public key. What's really important is the private key that sits on your device and is protected through a biometric or other means that you know, sits only with you. And so what this does is one, it starts to break this cycle of you know, credential theft and reuse, which happens with server-side authentication, like passwords. But secondly, it prevents against you know, scalable attacks because you know, to take over someone's account, you need to physically be in possession of their device. So this possession-based authentication you know, is far more secure for the individual and also protects against you know, massive breaches and hacks at scale. What happens if I lose the device, though? Right. So if you lose the device, this is, this is the challenge with, with possession-based authentication is if the device is lost, it must be recovered. And so there's different ways of handling this. This is called account recovery. So typically, you know, oftentimes, you know, at least in the short term, there's a password fallback. You know, a lot of service providers will still have a password if you need to use it. But ultimately, we recommend that people have you know, multiple devices logged into that account uh, with you know, FIDO keys uh, so that they can recover that account. So if you lose your handset, you can log in through your PC. If you have a, a security key, which are these USB tokens typically, uh, which has been you know, growing in popularity, uh, you could have multiple keys, you know, one, one locked away for safekeeping, which allows you, again, to you know, recover that account. 
but in the short term, you know, absolutely, you know, just taking away the dependence on passwords is, is hugely advantageous as we work on, you know, related standards technologies in um, you know, account creation that will allow for safer account recovery as well. Well, this sounds like a good thing. Is there, It's all very well for the industry to be working on this. Is there any regulatory push this way as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we look at where FIDO's heading, the trajectory of the alliance and, and our standards, you know, we think that you know, we're aiming to be part of the, the DNA of the web itself, if you will, you know, like SSL or Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or things that are just there. It's kind of like a dial tone, if you, if you will, uh, where you expect that technology to be there. And there's a couple of steps you need to take to kind of be a part of the DNA of the web. And I'll get to the regulatory piece in, in just one moment. So there's, you know, a key part is, is the technology actually being distributed. So this approach to authentication, this FIDO approach to authentication is now available in you know, over 4 billion individual devices and over 86% of web browsers can now support FIDO. So it's built in uh, to Windows 10 operating systems, to Android 7 operating systems, and also uh, it's now supported uh, on the latest Mac and, and iOS uh, operating systems as well, which means that if one chooses to switch on FIDO, their consumers most likely can use it. As a result, yes, we're seeing regulatory embrace and interest in, in FIDO. So we see the UK Digital Services Agency supports FIDO authentication, promotes FIDO authentication. NHS supports FIDO authentication. The United States, CISA, which is a cyber um, infrastructure security organization, that recommended that the recent elections uh, cycle, that the elections be protected with FIDO security keys. And the list goes on, right? So the Canadian government, UK government, Australian government, you know, multiple Asian governments are all citing FIDO as preferred means for protection, protecting critical systems, both for government services, but also recognizes it as a best practice for regulated industry. So we think that this, this government and regulatory embrace of FIDO will not only lead to widespread government adoption of FIDO authentication, but regulated industry will follow, particularly finance. Right. So if you look at some of the regula- regulations in, in finance and payment regulation, uh, things like the you know, PSD2, of course, and the strong customer authentication requirements that require you know, two factors of authentication for a transaction to be consummated, the FIDO has a very elegant solution there in that if you have a biometric on, on the phone, now that is two factors. Right? So you have the one factor of authentication is actually possession of the device. And the other one is, is your, the verification of your, of your biometric. And so in a simple gesture, you know, FIDO can meet SCA requirements, which otherwise may require you know, SMS codes or pop-up screens or things like that, which are going to you know, not only have a suboptimal user experience, but ultimately may hinder transactions from being consummated. So how do we move from a point where FIDO is there and it's ready to be implemented, from what you were saying earlier, to it being implemented, to this actually happening? Yeah, I think we're seeing you know, good good signs of adoption, you know, in, in, in meaningful numbers. You know, Google, for example. So all of your Google services, your Gmail accounts, YouTube accounts, all those services can be protected with, with FIDO authentication. You know, Microsoft accounts all support FIDO authentication. You know, services like Dropbox and Twitter and GitHub all have FIDO. You know, one really interesting example, and we we're actually just publishing a case study on this, is eBay, you know, the online you know, marketplace. Uh, eBay now allows any user on Windows, is any desktop user, on Windows or, or Mac to use the platform biometric, meaning that you know, so on my Windows 10 PC, I have a, a thumbprint. Um, on your Mac, MacBook, you have a, a touch bar. So using local authenticators, whether you're using that or even like your device PIN, 
you know, the same way you unlock your device can now be used to log in to eBay. Likewise, on Android, you can do the same thing. So that's a really good example of, of someone, you know, a, a large retailer at scale, you know, using FIDO authentication. And so, you know, we think others will be following that path, you know, in 2021. So how do we get banks to come on board? What should banks be doing to protect customers, to protect customer assets? How do you sell this to them? How do you how do you sell this idea that this is something you should be doing, not only because it's good for your customers, but it's going to be good for you as well? You know, I think banks are largely sold on this. It's just interesting. So a lot of the key stakeholders in FIDO are some of the top payment networks and banks on the planet, right? So we have a board of around 40-something companies. That includes... Uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, ING, Bank of America, you know, many, you know, probably eight to 10, you know, financial institutions sit on our board of directors and are all committed to not only, you know, supporting FIDO, but, but implementing the specifications. I know, you know, for a fact that several banks had, had significant plans to deploy FIDO in 2020 and then COVID kind of threw them for a loop. All of a sudden they had to actually implement, you know, their digital transformation plans, which were probably five-year plans. They had to implement those plans in around five months. Um, and, and there's all sorts of you know, issues that came up, which basically pushed back some of those deployments to 2021. So I think we're going to see you know, meaningful implementations of, of FIDO at scale from banks in, in 2021. One area of challenge uh, that we're collaborating on with these financial institutions, however, is user experience. So the, the question is, well, how do I make sure my, my customers can actually understand what they're doing, that they want to do this? So intuitively, as we talk about it, yeah, sure, it makes sense. I don't want to have to remember my password. The fact of the matter is, it still is a shift in behavioral, in behavior and knowledge. And it's a behavioral change. And so how do you do things like, you know, prompt the user to enroll in FIDO, you know, to use your fingerprint instead of a password? How do you get them to log in? How do you, you know, cut, you know do things with customer support? There's, so there's some, some issues there that we are addressing um, by developing usability guidelines. Uh, so we're actually actively right now doing a research project that will result in these guidelines that we'll be releasing in the first half of this year that will give, and, and the use case is a banking use case, uh, that will give these institutions a blueprint for the best way to implement FIDO based on what we know about the best way to implement the technology, but based on data from this research, which will you know give you know a smoother path for implementing FIDO that will work for customers and the banks themselves. That's happening in the first half of the year. Do you think by the time we reach the end of the year, we'd be looking at a situation where there is a rollout among some financial institutions? Absolutely. I think by the, you know, by the end of 2021, we'll see several um, financial, financial institutions have been, will have rolled out FIDO at scale, you know, both in the US and in Europe. And it's already happening you know, in a very widespread fashion in you know, Japan and Korea and China. And it's the Western countries that are, you know, lagging behind, frankly, in, in the financial sector. Andrew Shikiar, Executive Director at the FIDO Alliance, thank you very much. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate it.